We're joined on Sports Talk this evening by All Black selector Grant Fox. And finally, we got some kind of All Black teams out today. Grant, uh, welcome to the program. They're all there. Possibly the only international rugby we'll see this year, but it's nice we've got a couple of teams out. Uh, yeah, it's nice we got some teams out, and you know these guys are all contenders for the All Blacks, obviously, and good to have a good old-fashioned uh, North-South game, which is part of our, our history and has been since 1897, just not so played so frequently of late. But you know, good to haul something out of a closet with a bit of meaning and a bit of spice. I can tell you internally, the the coaches of the respective teams are desperately wanting to win this game, so there's a bit of edge on it for them and a bit of bragging rights internally. Um, and I hope, Darcy, that your comment about it might be the only rugby we get wrong because we're sort of hope, we're planning for and hoping to get a lot more, but that'll unfold in the future and it's largely, in many ways, out of our control. So you can't shed any light on that? You two are just waiting day by day, announcement by announcement? Oh, there's a lot of planning there now because you have to plan. You can't go from nothing to, you know, lots if that opportunity presents itself. You ha- if you haven't done any planning, it's easier to say, well, we've done all the planning. If it doesn't happen, well, you haven't really lost anything except the games, which... Obviously, we don't want to happen. So you've got to plan accordingly, prepare like it's going to happen. That's what we're doing. And, you know, if we get what's scheduled, if we can get to that point, then, you know, there'll be a healthy diet of international rugby. But as I said, that'll, that'll unfold in the weeks ahead. Can, can you comment as to the likelihood of what we might see? Bledslow Cup, rugby championship, is there one more likely than the other, or maybe even oh, overseas? I, I, I'm no wiser than you, you are on that, because we don't find anything out. Um, and we're not in, in any privileged position ahead of anybody else in that regard. And I guess it depends on you know, what the state of the virus is in this country. But those things are out in the public arena. They are being planned at this stage. There's hope that that'll happen. You know, New Zealand is in a good position about to do that, um, you know, provided we can get ourselves back to level one and keep managing as far as as we were beforehand. So, again, as I said, Dust, we'll just have to see what unfolds. We know it's going to be brutal when this clash does yeah. occur and where it occurs, and we'll know that on Friday, I believe, be it at Eden yeah. Park or in Wellington, which sounds uh, like the most uh, likely. But if you look at the brutality, and because that's what it was, of Super Rugby Aotearoa, <laughs> uh, this will probably be even notched up just an extra bit, won't it? Possibly, um, you'd expect so because what you're doing is getting you're just condensing all of the best, all of the better players into two teams rather than having it spread out amongst five. So in theory, um, it should go up a notch, uh, and it's brutal because you know as, as, as late as yesterday morning, we were still picking these sides. We saw we knew where we were heading, and then there's another inj- injury update after the weekend, and then some more players ruled out, a couple of locks in particular. So that's the brutality of where the sport's at now, and when Kiwi teams go against each other, you know it's a highly physical game. The contact area is brutal. There's an awful lot of running, um, but it's it, it is what it is. The players. Um, you know, are used to dealing with it now, but you know there is a big injury toll that goes with it. And, and naming these these two sides, we did have to rule some players out, as I said, as late as yesterday morning. You mentioned um, the lack of locks, and this has been problematic, I think, in teams right across the country. And if you just look at the locks that you've named there, uh, Dunshay, Selby, Rickett, and Whitelock yeah. uh, for the South Island squad. You yeah. go further north, you've got Scrafton, Tuipulotu, and Va'a. And there's, there's only two yeah. of those guys that have played international rugby before, Skinny. Yeah, and, you know, and and Scott Barrett, we knew about being hurt, and, and Brody Retallick, you know, we, we know that he's not available this year. Um, so we're going deeper than, you know, we thought we'd need to go, but, you know, we've probably in many ways had gone deeper and had more chats about picking these two teams in some ways than we do an all-black side because, you know, we had to get into 56 players here. Um, which, you know, and while we've named squads right now, you know, subject to any more injuries, 
you know, unearthing themselves. We know what the playing 15s are and the reserves bench is, and then we had the next five, we had to do the best to cover what eventualities might happen in a training week. And even then, there's some risks involved because ideally we'd like more players, but, you know, that was not sort of not really tenable. So, um, you know, that is what it is. Um, um, there's some great head-to-head clashes here that, you know, are mouth-watering for, you know, everyone who's going to watch for the media, obviously, and from an all-black selection point of view. But th- this game itself doesn't define all-black selection. It is one more game uh, in the process of selecting an all-black team because Super Rugby Aotearoa and the games, the 14 games that we had before we went into lockdown, um, you know, all form part of our viewing platform, to, you know, to narrow this, this all-black team down. And we've penciled in our group, um, but, you know, there's another game to go and, you know, a couple of things might swing on it, but I don't want to downplay how big this match is going to be and how important it is, but, you know, not everything hinges on this one match from an all-black selection point of view. You, you mentioned injury before, and there's a, a number of players out through injury, a number of all-black regulars, some maybe not so, and then some guys have just come back from injury that have been overlooked, and uh, yeah. your, your boss, if you could call Fozzy your boss, has talked yeah. about uh, Jacobson yeah. and about how yeah. he's a bit underdone ahead of going in there. Do you want to talk us through that one? There we do have depth in the loose forwards, but that's a tough call. Yeah, that, look, it's, that's, look we, we have a lot of depth in the loose forwards, and it, it's, those decisions aren't easy. Um, um, Flexibility is part of that in terms of players who can play other positions, and that's when you're picking a 28-man squad trying to cover eventualities during a week of training. So that sort of forms part of that as well. Um, but, you know, we don't lack depth there. Luke's unlucky. He hasn't played much footy. There's a couple of guys we've picked who haven't played much footy either, to be honest. But we don't have the same sort of depth in those positions as we have in the loose forward. So that's just, you know, unfortunately part and parcel of it. And thus, as everyone well knows, when we pick teams at a high level in this game, there are always players who are unlucky who get talked about. And Luke Jacobson, you know, is in that camp, unfortunately. And Kariffi would have to be there as well after the barnstorm of performances he put in for the Hurricanes over the last few weeks. Uh, yeah, but you, exactly. I mean, he was talked about a lot. But again, you look at the depth, the quality we've got in the, in the loose forwards um, with uh, the team in the north and the, and the quality in the south as well. There's just not room for everybody, you know. I mean, we can't pick everybody as much as we'd like to sometimes and reward them. We've had to make choices based on, you know, where where we see things and some flexibility around players who can play more than one position because that's the cover option you need, um, except the real specialist positions. Uh, so the other cover options you need when you when you carry a subvent of eights, you can't cover every position. You've got to take some risk, and you know, going as deep as we possibly can within reason with, within the next five um, to make up the 28 who are sort of helping us, you know. Um, cover that week from you know, injury possibilities. Taking all that into account, could you talk to us around Titoroa Tahuroirangi, his inclusion, yeah. who's hardly played, yeah. and a guy called yeah. Bryn Hall who's been off yeah. the hook but didn't make it in. It's kind of a counterbalance there. Uh, yeah, I mean, what the Chiefs did, um, did with uh, uh, Tahuroirangi is not um, important from our point of view. Um, you know, they had their own reasons. Uh, his skill set, from our point of view, hasn't changed in terms of what we're looking at for our halfbacks. Um, we saw a, a performance off the bench uh, for the Chiefs a few weeks ago. Fozzie and I were in the grandstand, and he just reminded us of why we picked him in the All Blacks in the first place. Uh, and we want to get him inside the camp and get our hands on him and just you know, have another look at him to see where he's at. So that's part of that. You know, he's still a beautiful pass for the ball. He gets to it really quickly. You know, if Aaron Smith's the gold standard, uh, this guy's not far behind in terms of 
his speed of pass, how quickly he gets off the deck, speed of hand, his, his weight on the pass. Um, you know, he's a, he's very quick. He kicks the ball well. He's a good sniper around the ruck. So he's still got a good skill set. And he's one of the guys who's you know, hasn't had a lot of footy but has benefited from what he's done for us in the past. We still see that, despite the fact the Chiefs didn't give him too many opportunities. So what does that say about Bryn Hall's prospects? Um, well, he's not included, but we've we've got some good depth at heart. So we can't pick everyone who's the same. But there is needs to be some contrast. I mean, um, TJ Perinara is a contrast in terms of halfbacks compared to you know Aaron Smith and um, and Tahuri Arangi. Um, and in the South, Finlay Christie's you know um, got he's done well. He's a Tasman player. He's played well. Mitch Drummond's played well. Um, you know. Um, Despite Bryn playing in the south, he's eligible for the north. We've just picked the three halfbacks that that you know fit our criteria at the moment. If we had if, if there's the next one in line, it's Bryn. Looking at the first five eights, I see the North Islands are hanging on the thread of Bowden Barrett, and that's it. <laughs> Who replaces no, no, that? That's not quite right, Dart. A little <laughs> bit unkind. You you obviously haven't studied it very well yet. Um, you know, Damien McKenzie is a guy that we still see as a guy who can play 10. He's a 15 who can play 10 rather than us seeing Bowden as a 10 who can play 15 and is a world-class player. You know, Damien's back this year after missing all the last year. Unfortunately, he would have been in the World Cup squad had he not got injured. Um, you know, he struggled a little bit for form in the Chiefs. It's not for want of trying. You know, perhaps he's tried too hard at times, but um, we still see the talent there. We're confident we can get that out of him. Um, he will cover 10. Um, you know, Mitch Hunt, again, you know, we're getting tested in our depth here. We see Mitch more as a guy who will slot into 15. So if Bowden happened to get hurt, then um, you know, Damien would go up. I'm sort of giving a hint of that team, aren't I? Damien would go up and, and Mitch Hunt covers 15. He can also cover 10. So when we drilled down into that, there weren't, a lot, there weren't an awful, there's not a lot of depth here, um, to be honest. So that's what I said, when you're picking 56 guys, um, this is somewhat, in some ways, a little bit more challenging at times than picking, you know, that sort of 33 to 35 man All Black group. Love the story around uh, Akira Iwani. He's been on notice to to pick his game up. He's definitely picked yeah. it up. He's been given that reward. Yeah, he has. He has picked it up, no doubt about that. So he's obviously, you know, not getting picked last year. Stung him um, as we hoped it, it would, and and it should have. And he's reacted really well. So his form has been outstanding. Um, the areas he's needed to work on, he's improved that. He can still get better, as all players can. But, um, you know, he's going to f- form part of a pretty formidable loose forward trio for uh, the North Island. Mind you, the South Island loose forward trio is not going to be bad either. No. There's a lot of power around. There's a lot of players, as we mentioned before, that haven't been picked merely due to injury. We hope this game goes ahead at Eden Park, just because I'm selfish and I want to go along there. But it may be in Wellington. Uh, we will see. Hey, Grant Fox, thanks very much for joining us here on Sports Talk and explaining some of those selections. You have a good evening. Pleasure, Darth.